first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. And here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. Wow. They touch, they touch. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto-Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL, and this week we're talking bets for the Worth 400 at Dover Motor Speedway here on Running Hot. Last week, Kyle Busch took the checkered flag after a last lap incident between the two leaders, Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney, good buddies, Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney, uh, that allowed Kyle Busch to scoot by that duo and take the win. Ryan Blaney still ended up finishing second, but Bubba Wallace, unfortunately for him, hit the wall and finished at the tail end of the lead lap. Rounding out the podium was Chris Busher, who's continued his solid super speedway form by finishing third. Stevie, I know I uh, talked about my thoughts on Talladega Kind of a boring race, in my opinion, for Talladega. Uh, you know, could definitely could get two wide, occasionally could get three wide, but that third lane just couldn't stick. What do you what do you think of Talladega? Yeah, I have mixed emotions because I mean, I don't love seeing a million wrecks. So I mean, in that aspect, I think it was nice. Um, I hate single file racing, so can I really complain about it being, you know, two wide racing? So I mean, am I I'm not gonna be a hypocrite when it comes to that. The non-passing and it being like a strategy race, I mean, has it really changed much in the last five years? Like, let's be honest. Like, we see these teams and manufacturers working together and pitting together. And, I mean, Talladega and Daytona have turned into more of a strategy race because teams are sick of spending millions of dollars when they get back into the shop um, on Monday. So, you know, manufacturers are working together because, I mean, you want, you want Ford wants to win Daytona. Chevy wants to win Daytona. You know, the same for Talladega. So... I, was it boring? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best. Um, is that NASCAR's fault with this package, or is, is it the drivers not really pushing that third line until 30 laps to go? Because, I mean, they really didn't try it all day. And when they did try it, the last time, I mean, depending on who was up front, could move that like third line and we could see some really aggressive pushing. But um, I think we'll see a different Daytona, but I think two wide racing is what we're going to see at Talladega, Daytona, and Atlanta moving forward because, I mean, track position just so much more important than it used to be. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And, uh, you know, there were times that that third lane definitely tried to form, fell apart there. And then there was that one time, you know, a couple guys were able to push Bubba Wallace into the lead. So when you did get some good cars, it was possible. But it certainly seemed like that third line was pretty difficult. But I am all in favor, like I said, uh, like you said, I should say, of not tearing up so many race cars uh that's you know we love to see good hard racing uh i just wish it was good hard racing where we saw you know a little bit more passing as well as we've come to know from super speedways uh rather than kind of just staying in line for for 40 or 50 laps too wide in the case of of talladega here but it is what it is and now we move on to dover yes the monster mile dover motor speedway site of the one mile 
steeply banked concrete track, a really unique track. So Steve, why don't you talk to us about racing at Dover? What's that like? It's very interesting. I mean, you get a lot of rubber put down and then right when the yellow flag comes up, when the tires are cooler, it picks the rubber right back up. And then you have a, you have a different racetrack like on lap one, than you do on 15, than you do on 50, than you do on a green flag restart. So it's just such a unique racetrack. I mean, it, I comp it best to Bristol. Um, I think Bristol is like the best comp, but it's still not a perfect comp. I mean, it just, it's, it's an idea of like a steep concrete, concrete track. It's just one's a half mile, one's a mile, one's in Dover. Um, and I mean, it's just a punishing racetrack. I mean, the drivers talk about the loads on this racetrack and last year with the new car, we saw a lot of spinning. We saw a lot of stuff like it, they, they were hard to drive. And I mean, it made for a very interesting race. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened. I mean, Kyle Busch had some issues late and then Denny Hamlin was leading the race and then race off pit road, his tire fell off. I, I mean, so anything can happen at Dover and now we're throwing in the mix of potential weather again on Friday and Saturday. Um, Sunday's looking a little bit better, but I mean, last year we ran like 60 laps and then we finished the race on Monday. And I mean, it just, it always seems like it's that way when it comes to Dover, like it's just bad timing of the year for weather there, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't make the schedule. Dover Dover and Pocono both seem that way every year. Uh, kind of always have that rain potential in the forecast. One thing I really like about Dover, the drivers, they always talk about how it's like a roller coaster. Like you're, you're going up into the straightaways and, and down into the turns almost. It's kind of a wild ride there. Um, and you mentioned things happen at Dover. Dover has a pretty high incident rate for ovals. Um, looking back on the low downforce years at Dover, I took 2019 out because it was a weird high downforce year. And we're not running the low downforce package, but overall, the the next gen car is a lower downforce car compared to what things were in 2019 with that seven and a half inch spoiler and, and lower horsepower, et cetera. So Removing 2019 and just looking at 2016, the present, but removing 2019, the incident rate at Dover is 18% of the major incident rate there. Uh, that's on the higher side of tracks. And Dover's always one of those tracks where you could just randomly get a big one. Like you, they'll just randomly be like a 10, 10 car crash at Dover uh, because it's banked everywhere. Not only is it banked in the turns, it's banked on the straightaway. So everything that hits the outside wall gets swept back across the track and you'll occasionally just get these, these random big ones at, at Dover. So definitely an interesting race. I think it's gonna be a great race to watch. You mentioned last year, I thought that was a really good race. I remember the battle Chastain and Truex had late for about the last 15 or 20 laps. <laughs> I guess it got settled on the very last lap there with, with Truex spinning out, but uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race. So when trying to evaluate bets and, and drivers for Dover, what kind of data, what kind of stuff are you looking at? I mean, I'm looking at this year's speed. Um, I mean, probably the most, but I, I think you can look back at like Dover history. I know like the new car, we can look at last year, but I think Dover history in general matters. Um, I mean, typically a racetrack like Dover with it being such a unique racetrack, if you're good here, you're probably good here. If you're bad here, you're bad, but be bad. I mean, kind of finding the right mix between like who's been good here in the past and who's been fast this year, I think is the best thing. And then, you know, kind of looking at, you know, Bristol Dover stats combined from last year, I think is something you can do as well. So it's a really interesting, unique racetrack, like you mentioned. And it's just one of those racetracks where like 
you don't feel great about it going in, but you know the racing's going to be fun to watch. Um, and, you know, trying to predict it is fun because, I mean, if you get it right, you get it right here and you can make a bunch of money. Absolutely. Uh, you definitely can make a lot of money if you get it right here. So we do have to talk about this. You did mention rain in the forecast. Now, currently I'm looking at Saturday, uh, just Google Dover weather forecast, and it's supposed to stop right around 11 a.m., Dover time and qualifying is in that 11 to 12 hour. It starts in that 11 to 12 hours. So we may get practice and qualifying in. We may not. How would rain impact your, your betting process, uh, whether it's practice and qualifying or, or the race? I mean, we're going to talk about it through some of these bets here. Um, when we, when we take everyone around the four turns, but I think kind of jumping on some potential early week stuff. And if raining, like if it does rain out, like Kyle Bush, we're going to talk about him. He's going to start on the pole it rains out and like if that happens he's gonna go from like these long shot odds and he's gonna move a bunch so like guys like kyle larson where he's i mean me and you are gonna talk about him he's one of our favorites he's i mean in our models he's top two top three if not the best um so kyle larson's gonna start like 18th 19th in that range and if that's the case it might move the opposite way a little bit so I think jumping on early week value on guys that might start further up um, and then maybe waiting to bet on guys that start further back, like practice really hasn't affected the books this year or last year, but qualifying has. And if that's going to be the case, I mean, no one's getting practice and it's just going to be unloading with speed. You know who I'm going to put up front when it comes to unloading with speed and that's the Chevys. Uh, that's yeah. been the case all season. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's going to be the Chevys and I'm glad you know, when you were talking about driver evaluations as well, you mentioned current form, you know, how have you been performing this year? And it's been the Chevys. And you also mentioned Dover history. It's like, it's almost like you read my article that I wrote up uh, at Action Network because those are the one and two, like one A and one B things that I'm looking for at Dover. And then like a big distant third is any kind of similar tracks, other steep tracks. Um, I'm not really looking at Nashville, the other concrete track here, aside from Bristol and Dover, uh, that hasn't really shown any predictive ability. So not looking at something like a Nashville. Uh, interestingly enough, another track that comes to mind when I look at Dover uh, that does correlate very well with it is Richmond. And, uh, you know, I think it's probably because of how that track also changes, or at least the tires change and you can get run multiple grooves and stuff uh, because Dover is constantly changing. So I know last year when I hit that Chris Buescher 125 to one at Bristol, I used a lot of Richmond and Dover to analyze for Bristol. And that's what helped me land on Chris Busher there. So um, that is our Dover preview. NASCAR betting season is here. So get in on the action with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Now it's time to dive into some bets. Once again, we're going to take you around the four turns of Dover Motor Speedway. One pick from Stevie, one pick from myself in each turn before we drive into victory lane. So time to take the green flag and start off our bets as we dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us as we take the green flag and head off into turn one? I mean, speaking of one of your best bets ever, let's talk Chris Buescher. Top 10, plus 140 here. This is one of those early week values that I want to jump on in case qualifying does get rained out. Um, He will start, like, I think six if qualifying gets rained out, which gives him a pretty good pit stall. Um, Pit stall definitely matters at a racetrack like Dover. You know, we're going to spend a lot of time on pit road with a lot of spins and, you know, how long this race is in general. So pit road matters. Um, I mean... Hey, they just got a bump in pit road too with getting Stenhouse's crew who's been on, on fire all year. So, I mean, he qualified on the pole at Dover last year and finished eighth. I mean, he dominated Bristol <laughs> all the way from 20th. Um, steep concrete tracks have always been good for Chris Busher in the Xfinity series, um, in the cup series when he's had good equipment. So I think getting him at plus odds for a top 10 is really good um, value here. And like I said, if qualifying does get rained out, or even if it doesn't, with how good he was in qualifying last year, I could see this moving to, you know, even or even um, giving a little juice on this one. So I'm going to jump on this one early this week. Yeah, for sure. I think both of these RFK cars are set up pretty well here. And uh, that's why I'm for my turn one pick going to stay within that RFA RFK team. I'm going to go with Chris Busher's teammate, Brad Keselowski plus one Oh five over Ryan Blaney. You can get that at bet MGM. This is a little more of a, a Blaney fade than anything. This is really a big struggle track for me. And we mentioned how track history is so important here at Dover. Well, Blaney has only two career top tens at Dover. And both of those were in the very back half of the top 10, eighth place finishes. Everything else has been outside of the top 10. And then when you also look at Penske this year uh, in the intermediate package, uh, they've had some, some pretty big tire wear. Uh, also on the, on the, the low downforce package. So um, it's been a little bit of a struggle for team Penske this year on long run speed. And we mentioned how Dover is going to, you know, constantly be changing that could potentially hurt uh, Blaney as well, but really it's the track history here for Blaney. That is the big red flag here. Meanwhile, Keselowski, RFK, they seem to to find something at the, the most similar tracks last year. Homestead, another steep track. Bristol, of course, both Busher and Keselowski did very well. Even Richmond, as I mentioned, uh, they've been doing well. So I'm not too worried about the fact that Keselowski finished 20th at Dover last year, especially given that Chris Busher ran so well last year. So uh, my model has this almost exactly at a coin flip. Uh, it has Keselowski just like 
49.9% uh, to win this. So I'll take the plus 105 over Ryan Blaney at BetMGM. What do you think of this one? I think bad luck follows Ryan Blaney. And if he could just put a race together, he would be so good. Um, but I mean, Keselowski had some issues here last year. Blaney had some issues, man. They, they, they missed on the package big time here last year. And I mean, if it wasn't for some pit stops and getting track position, they wouldn't even been, you know, sniffing the top 10. So the top 26th place finish, he was probably more of like a 12th place car last year, right? At, kind of right around where Keselowski was. So I think it is a coin flip. So if you're getting plus money on a coin flip, why not take a shot? There you go. So that is turn one. And now it is time to roll through to turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us in turn two? I mean, we got to go to the man, um, Kevin Harvick, top five here, plus 180. Uh, Kevin Harvick's one of my favorite race car drivers at any kind of unique racetrack because, I mean, he's just been doing it so long and he's been doing it at such a high level for so long that anytime we're going to have a race where we're potentially unloading and needing to adjust on the fly, him and like Truex are guys that I'm going to bump up a little bit. He's a 6.1 average finish at Dover over the last 10 races, five top five finishes in the last eight. I think he's finished in the top 10 in all those eight races. Top 10 in speed at both Bristol and Dover last year. We know how good he is at Bristol and Dover. I mean, Stuart Haas, they've been pretty strong with the short track type of package this season. Does that translate to Dover? We're going to find out this weekend. Um, But yeah, Kevin Harvick, top five, plus 180. I don't mind. There's some books where you can get him at really good odds to even win this race. I don't hate it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a, a Miles trophy in his last Dover race here. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, those last eight races, top 10 in every single one of them, and five of the eight, he's finished in the top five. And if you're getting plus 180, that's a pretty hefty number there. So I really like that pick. I may have to tell you on that one. Um, I need to I need to check my model for that specific bet uh, because I think I'll probably be showing value there as well. So good find. I mean, there's so many bets out there. You can't find every single one every single week. And uh, I know some other people are are high on Kevin Harvick as well. Uh, our friend Jim Sonis over at Number Fire. I know his model is very high on Kevin Harvick. So definitely something to take note of if you are a NASCAR better that a lot of the bright minds in this industry are on Kevin Harvick. For my turn to pick, I'm just going with the lean here uh, because of the way qualifying may shake out with the rain. I'm going to lean with Daniel Suarez, top five at plus 650 at BetMGM. Other books have this at plus 400, plus 550. So BetMGM definitely offering the best price here on Daniel Suarez. And Dover is a great track for for Suarez, not counting the year he spent with that absolutely back marker, no longer existing Gaunt Brothers racing team. Uh, Suarez has finished inside the top 14 in every Dover race. And that includes a best finish of third back when he was with Joe Gibbs racing. Uh, His teammate Ross Chastain finished third last year. And Suarez himself, you you mentioned how Blaney was probably around a 12th place car. Well, Suarez was around a 10th place car before he had a late spin. Uh, I think it was lap 333 to be exact of the 400 laps. So just not enough time to recover. He still recovered up to 14th place, but not enough time to push his way even further forward. So 
Uh, just a, a really good track here for, for Daniel Suarez. And, and obviously the Chevy's team track house have been performing very well this year, like they were last year. Uh, so I have some thin value here. So that's partly why it's a lean. Uh, I have him at 13.8% to finish inside the top five compared to 13.3% implied on. So a half percent of value. And since he starts 16th, this may get a little bit better if qualifying gets rained out. Now, I will say if we do get qualifying, he's a pretty good qualifier. So there's a very good chance he starts inside the top 10. So your decision, leaving it up to you on what you want to do here right now. I'm just having it as a lean for that top five. Yeah, he got some damage early last year, too. I don't remember who he got into. Um, and I mean, that obviously didn't help him. I had him. I had him as like a 15th to 18th place car last year at Dover and Bristol. Um, so I mean, getting it at plus six fifty, I'm not hating it. But if if you I mean not touching it at four to one, um, nowhere. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, finding it one. and kind of looking around is is big. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You gotta look around, and and that's why BetMGM right now they do have the best line plus six fifty. Um, definitely would consider it there, and wouldn't go much lower than that. So that is turns one and two. Now we're going down that kind of steeply banked back straight for you know for a straightaway. Off into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, take us into turn three. I mean, yeah, we got the G's here, so let's let's use those G's and try to get, get us a winner this week. Um, Ross nope. Chastain is one nobody's of my ever pulled bigger G's than this guy here, <laughs> based off what oh, happened. He got at so much last hate year. last week, and like, <laughs> gosh, he got so much hate for his move at Talladega, and. Everyone in the field is making that move. Like, yeah. I don't understand why. It's just because it was Ross Chastain making that move. If if Denny Hamlin was making that move, oh, it's such a great move. But exactly. Ross Chastain makes it. Oh, there was, I mean, watch the replay. Noah gets so loose on a push and like he just leaves that <laughs> open. So I was going to say anyway. part of that is, is he had a rookie in front of him, Noah Gregson, who just closed the door late. You know, I think if it's a more experienced driver, maybe it doesn't turn into a wreck. Maybe that other driver... Uh, realizes what's oh, happening. Yeah. So uh, a lot of that is on Gregson for me there. But uh, yeah, pulling G's, Ross Chastain, give it to us. Yeah, I mean, ranked first in green flag speed at Dover last year. Um, I mean, arguably the best car at Dover last year. Um, I mean, it obviously showed in green flag speed. He had the second best driver rating behind Chase Elliott. His pit crew continues to make up spots on pit road. And I mean, he continues to be really good at steep tracks. I mean, if we think back, to how good he was at Bristol and Darlington when he was getting his chances to prove himself. Um, I expect Chevy to be strong. And I think Chastain at 14 to one is just, I mean, solid value. Like we're not getting much value on the Chevy camp. I mean, the books have definitely caught up to Chevy's being strong. And I mean, we're looking at what the top three odds, right? Larson, Byron, Chase Elliott. So getting some plus money on um, a, a good Chevy driver on a good racetrack for this um, driver, I think is is something that we can look at here early in the week. Yeah, I agree with you. And so as a result, I'm actually going to tell you here on this turn three pick, I am leaning towards taking Ross Chastain. Um, and, and again, shop around. It always depends on the state you're in, what you have available to you. But I do have a, a 15 to one available to me here in Nevada uh, and you know, I'm my model overall is super in line with the market this week. So you're going to hear from me a lot of lean, 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 which sucks for creating content uh, like this podcast. I'm leaning this. I'm leaning that. But I'm not going to sit here and bet quarter percent edges, half percent edges, because 
uh, it very easily could be that my model is half a percent high or half percent low. So you have to always think about the error bars on on your models as well. So I like to at least have enough of an edge where I know even with the error bars, I'm still showing value. So I'm going to lean Ross Chastain here at 15 to one. I'm going to tell you everything you just said. Uh, my model has six and a half percent for him to win this race uh, versus at 15 to one is 6.25 percent at 14 to one is 6.6 percent, uh, six point you know, six and two thirds percent. So it was just a lean for me here. Uh, but I got to go along with everything you said. He, I had a bet on him last year to win this race. And uh, I remember, you know, if he didn't have that uh, trouble getting around Truex, uh, you know, he could have potentially caught Stenhouse, who was in second place. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished second last year. And then uh, I think he could have had a chance to maybe give Chase Elliott a run for his money, but it was very tough battling Martin Truex Jr. There's some really good racing there. So I'm going to go lean with you here on Ross Chastain for turn three. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us in turn four? You mentioned Stenhouse, man. I was hoping that we would get some better odds on him this week because he he really was like a top six car here. He, he just didn't finish like six. Like he actually had that type of car, but uh, my turn four pick this week, I'm going to go to the Chevy camp again, and I'm going to go Kyle Busch as the top Chevy, um, plus 850. I'm going to do a half a unit on this one. Also have a bet on Kyle to win the race as well, um, just for full transparency. I like Kyle Busch a lot this week. I mean, he's one of the best cars at Dover last year, if not the best car. If he didn't have some pit road issues and, I mean, pitting when maybe he shouldn't have pit, he got put back, I think it was like 16th or 17th, stuck in traffic after that. And just didn't able to, it wasn't able to run back up towards the front. And I guess, you know, that was a Toyota. I don't know if it's a downgrade. I mean, Chevy's been so good this year. If it gets rained out on Saturday, Kyle Bush gets the pole. And I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, we're not getting Kyle Bush at plus eight fifty as top Chevy or twenty two, twenty, twenty-three. Like it the the line is everywhere right now for him to win the race, too. So we're not getting any of that if he's starting on the pole. So He's great at steep concrete tracks. I mean, he has a a wall of Bristol trophies at his house. Um, with the with the love that I have for like Chastain and Larson and Byron, this is kind of just a hedge off of my own love of those guys and mm -hmm. getting Kyle Bush as the top Chevy. And like I said, for full transparency, I have Kyle to win this race as well. Yeah, I like the strategy there um, as kind of a hedge off of those other guys that you mentioned um, because it gives you another avenue to a profitable day for me and and you know stevie we we agree a lot but i'm gonna disagree here just because that's what my model says um and it's not because i don't like kyle bush here i actually think he's very good but my model for some reason uh has him at 4.1 percent to win uh so even at 23 to 1 which again is available to me here in nevada and in some other states you can find 23 to 1 on kyle bush to win I'm still not showing value um because that's 4.2 percent implied and i have 4.1 percent for him to win so I'm staying off the Kyle Busch train. I'll probably end up being wrong. I know some others are on the Kyle Busch train. Greg Mathern of Garage Guys and Daily Downforce is there with you. Uh, but then I've also seen some other models that are in my range, 4.4%, 4.5% on Kyle Busch to win. So uh, a lot of divide in the betting community on Kyle Busch this week. I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch this weekend for sure. Uh, for my turn for pick, I'm going to go with one of the guys we mentioned, one of the guys uh, we've been talking about, the race favorite, Kyle Larson. But I'm going to go in a head-to-head -head over his teammate, William Byron, at minus 121. Uh, this is super thin value for me. So, again, just another lean here. So not an official pick, but a lean for me. 
Uh, I have minus 124 as fair value in this matchup. So getting three cents of value. Um, but, you know, we can't ignore, ignore, I should say, Larson's utter just dominance here. He has led over 130 laps in four of the last eight Dover races, half of them. And, you know, three of them were within in the Chip Ganassi car, which isn't as good as the, you know, the Hendrick equipment that he's in now. Uh, so uh, three of the six Ganassi races he ran in those last eight, and then one of the two Hendrick races. So 50% with both teams uh, in terms of leading at least 130 laps at Dover. In those eight races that I just mentioned, he finished top six in six of them. So he's always running towards the front. That includes a win. And that includes three additional podium finishes. So a couple second places and a third place finish as well. Uh, so that's, you know, a podium finish half the time, uh, four of the eight. So while Byron has been very good uh, at, at Dover, you know, he's got a couple, I think a fourth place finish, I think two fourth place finishes in his career at Dover. He has not been super dominant. He's only led 28 laps in his career here. And he has just two top fives, those two top fives that I mentioned in eight starts. So, uh, while both are performing great this year, I think you got to give the nod to Kyle Larson by a little bit bigger than minus 121. Yeah, I mean, this is this is tough for me because William Byron's just been so good this year. Uh, and it feels like we've seen these two cars just kind of battled out for wins all year. And now we're throwing Chase Elliott back into the mix. Um, I think this is going to be a tough track. We didn't really talk about it, but I think this is going to be a tough track with like how physical this racetrack is is for chase elliott um mm -hmm. i mean not only is he like six weeks not in a race car and he's run a couple weeks now but like six weeks with no working out either i mean he was kind of rehabbing a leg so this is a very demanding racetrack so i mean kind of one of the reasons that i'm like on the chevy camp and like larson and byron in that camp is because i don't know it's such a good track for chase elliott but i don't know if i trust the leg fully so I think this one's really close. Um, I could see it going either way, but I mean, this is definitely, if we're looking at just Dover history, Larson should beat Byron here. And if they're going to have similar type of speed, give me Larson with his track history over Byron here. Yeah, for sure. And again, this is just another one of those like leans. I'm, I'm, I mentioned I have it at minus 124. It's minus 121. I mentioned I have, you know, Kyle Bush 4.1% and you can get 4.2% implied. Same with Chastain, like six and a half versus six and a quarter. I, I'm my model is just spot on with the market this week, uh, which again, sucks for content, but that's where it is for me right now. Uh, but, you know, that completes our lap around Dover Motor Speedway. Kyle Larson took us uh, through turn four. I think he's taking us into victory lane too, right, Stevie? Yeah, we gotta we gotta go with the favorite here. Both of our models kind of line up as Larson being the favorite. Um, shout out to BetMGM plus five fifty. I mean, this is one of those ones. If you really wanted to wait and see if practice and qualifying gets rained out, you could. Because I don't know if he gets any like closer. Um, unless he qualifies on the pole, he might get down to like four to one. But I think like five fifty is going to be kind of the base number here. Um, I mean, five to one on some books. So potentially jump on this one early, but this might be one that you wait. And if qualifying gets rained out, it moves to like eight to one, nine to one. I still think he's going to be up towards the top because of just how good he is at this racetrack. So it's hard not to have interest in Kyle Larson. I mean, a guy that's just five top fives in the last eight finishes. Um, if we look at the last four races here, he's finished inside the top three and four, three of those four races, like, He's really good here, as good as Hendrick has been this season. 
Um, I mean, outside of some bad luck last year, spinning out, losing some track position and, you know, just kind of having a rough day, he was still really fast. So um, we're on board on the, the Kyle Larson train this week. Yeah, we, we definitely are. And, um, you know, everything I said earlier about Kyle Larson, it, that's just, that's where it is. And so my model has Kyle Larson over 18% to win now that I've uh, updated it for, for no Alex Bowman and, and shout out to Alex Bowman. We hope he gets better, uh, injured in a sprint car accident earlier this week, uh, broke a vertebrae in his back should be out three to four weeks. Josh Berry is going to be replacing him. But uh, after updating my model for that news, Kyle Larson is over 18% to win for me. So, you know, you mentioned shout out to BetMGM for having the best line. That is a 15.4% implied odds at plus 550. So I'm still showing a solid two and a half, three percent of value. Um, I wrote in my article, BetMGM had him at six to one this morning. He's down to, to plus 550 that I was waiting for qualifying, practice and qualifying, et cetera, to see if it's going to get rained out um, because he will, like you said, start in that 18, 19, 20 range. It depends on how that all shakes out with the Alex Bowman news. Uh, so he could lengthen back up to six to one. And if so, I would definitely bet him if he's still six to one after the lineup is set. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for this edition the dover motor speedway episode of running hot action network's motorsports betting podcast we'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the advent health 400 at kansas speedway on behalf of my co-host stephen young thanks again for listening and we'll see you back here next week on running hot from action network action network reminds you please gamble responsibly If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.